Welcome to the HSP pod. This is Daniela and Kristen, and we invite you into our family pea pod where we discuss all things HSP. Together, we're on a journey to understand what it means to live a happy, healthy, and meaningful life. In this podcast, we'll explore topics within wellness, personal development, and lifestyle, chat with like minded people, and share our experiences and learnings along the way. We hope to inspire you to be yourself and design a life that truly lights you up. Yoo-hoo. Well, hello there. <laughs> so welcome back. Thank you. Yes, this, this episode only took us like, what, three tries to actually sit down and do it. Don't know why that was a bit of a challenge, but here we are. A little bit of procrastination and some external factors. Definitely. Huge procrastination, I think, right? (laughs) Is that an HSP thing? We'll have to explore that one. Yep. Next poll, maybe. (laughs) Anyway, today we wanted to talk about our actual pod, like from the Peapod that we're inviting you into, our actual pod, which is our home, and how we got here, how we got into comfortable minimalism, as Krista and I are um, calling it, I would say, and... Yeah, how did we get here? How was the journey to this kind of like, I would say, our first home together, our dream home that we um, envisioned, yeah, we envisioned and had an intention around? Yeah, um, we've actually moved 14 times together in the past nine years, if you can believe that. you heard that right, 14 (laughs) Crazy. So we've lived in a lot of different cities and environments and types of housing units. And this one where we're at now in North Carolina, in Chapel Hill, is what I would consider our first home together that we've furnished together from scratch and really built as um, something intentional. Like you said, we have gone on a journey of Acquiring furniture, um, letting it go, selling everything, living in furnished rentals, Airbnbs, tiny homes. So we've we've done a lot of uh, purging and then accumulating again, and the cycle goes back and forth. But prior to moving here, we let almost everything go except for our prized possessions, probably about 10 boxes worth, plus our luggage. And our dog, and um, made it out this way with very little, and just a dream to build up this pod together. Yeah, definitely. And when we actually landed in um, North Carolina, we started out at a different property altogether, where we wanted to um, try out. What would you say? What was it? Urban urban chic type of living, which is like this super modern urban type of apartment building that had had an outdoor pool, that had a gym inside, that had a common area with a pool table, foosball table, um, very, everything hyper chic. Very amenity new. rich, I would say. That was the draw. Um, you know, you're, you're paying for a lot of these extra little luxuries. I mean, there was a communal coffee maker that you could use every morning. And as Daniela said, it had a lot of really fun communal activities and gathering places. 
Yeah, outdoor gathering place. It has even uh, it even had a um, fireplace, which was super cozy. Right when we came, actually in January, and we were able to fill in a lease for someone for about two months. And after that, we could have decided to stay longer. And that was actually one of our prototype experiments, um, and it was on our list for quite some time. And we gotten lucky that we could try that out and decided it was actually not for us at all. It was the wrong setup with, I think, how many stories did it have? Six, seven, eight? And that just didn't work out with, with our dog, Finn, because he we needed to go down in the elevator, which he didn't like. And then, yeah, overall, it just didn't didn't, wasn't the right fit for what we imagined it would be. It was also right next to train tracks, which got us up, I think, at 3 a.m. to the dot each each night because the train was driving by. But Yeah, I was going to mention that. <laughs> that was definitely a, a sensory overload moment each night that we expected to get woken up. So, yeah, from there we we did that little prototype and moved to a much quieter community, one town over. And this is more of like a planned master community, I would say, where we live in a complex of townhouses and apartments that also have some amenities, a pool, a gym, a business center, a dog park, etc. But that's nestled within a village, actually. And this village has a lot of other single-family homes, parks, trails that you can go into the woods. There's a bunch of schools, both nursery and elementary school. There's a huge gym and fitness center, yoga studios, restaurants, a grocery store, uh, you name it. it it's really um, abundant in all of these things, except that when we moved, it was two weeks before everything started locking down for the pandemic. So we had a really um, quiet experience during the past two years. And now everything's starting to um, open up and become more bustling. But we really liked that idea of living um, in a quieter, more peaceful place with neighbors around us and not having to go up and down elevators, but then having access to trails literally three minutes from our doorstep and ponds, and really beautiful landscapes. Yeah, the setup is actually spectacular. We couldn't have asked for anything better than this. And the really interesting thing is, like, we did not know that about this area, that um, there's actually three or four more of these planned communities or villages, um, uh, yeah, villages, that uh, that we also explored, but then settled actually on this one. So that caught us totally by surprise because I don't think that's a common thing in um, other cities. At least we haven't come across it. I think the only other place we've discovered quite some of those were in Florida, down in Florida, where oh, I think yeah. that's a little more popular down there. For sure. Yeah. But when we landed here, we started from scratch, as we mentioned earlier, we had very few possessions, and um, we had this beautiful top apartment. feels like a nest. It's full of light and beautiful energy, and it, we just knew we would be able to build a little home here. And it's been almost three years now, close to three years, 
that we've um, made this our own. And uh, it definitely was a process getting to this point, but we're, um, we're thrilled with how it's worked out and just the general feeling that we get in this sacred place of ours that feels really restful and restorative and um, just has really amazing energy. Yeah, and I don't know if um, everyone read maybe the article that I wrote in the Simplify topic the other day about how we got to the point of deciding how our home, how we wanted to feel in our home. And that was kind of like the guiding light that led us through the decorating as well as the picking out furniture and stuff. And I don't know if you've never been on that type of journey from you went all the way downsizing and you really went to that point where you don't have many belongings and everything like your wardrobe is curated, your, you don't have any furniture, you just have maybe a couple of items from for, for, for the kitchen or so or like for Finn, I think we had a dog bed, maybe a blanket and stuff. So literally, as Kristen mentioned, it was like these 10 boxes that we had and then no furniture whatsoever. And that was a very challenging process, not only because it was the pandemic and we actually ordered a lot online because we couldn't go into stores, but it was also we didn't quite know how long we would stay here or if North Carolina was even the right place we wanted to stay. So then again, we would spend all this money on furnishing a place where we didn't know how long we we're staying. So the upsizing, so to speak, is brought its own challenges, I would say. It was very emotional to commit to a couch and commit to a table. And is it the right table? And ordering the things online, they look a certain way. And then when they actually showed up in our apartment, it had an entirely different feel. A blue couch all of a sudden felt very overpowering in our place where then we needed to send it back. And I had to go with something entirely different. So there were a lot of, I think, yeah, challenges with it as well. Yeah, I would definitely agree that that was quite an emotional time for us caused a lot of um, tension at times. And as two people who are really caring about the environment and incredibly conscious, as most HSPs are, ordering all these uh, pieces of furniture and seeing them packaged um, and then oftentimes having to send things back was just really hard for us to see because there was so much packaging waste. Um, and... Yeah, that, that part was particularly hard, along with just making sure that the items felt right and, and we wouldn't be able to commit to them. So I would say, you know, at, at first we started with a pretty minimal style, just added one or two pieces at a time. We kept our walls entirely blank to begin with, and that felt really peaceful for, I guess, a year or so. We had nothing to distract us on the walls. Um, and at a certain point, I think we decided we wanted a little bit of a splash of color. We wanted some expression. Our creativity was, was starting to come back stronger. So we did add um, some wall art, beautiful photographs, and 
um, some, you know, some pictures that were meaningful to us. But it it's interesting to go through that process of having things on the wall and, and what to add or what to subtract. So for us, it's been a lot of up and down. I don't know if you all could relate to that, you know, in terms of, of decor and wanting to make it just right, even following principles of feng shui and, and other ways of um, designing an apartment space. Yeah, and then I think um, with because we don't have so much furniture, we had to be very thoughtful where we actually put it because a couch in a corner looks very different than a couch maybe in the middle of the room or we have actually a sunroom and then we have a living room and they're really right next to each other so two couches wouldn't even make sense so yeah it was just like the the whole setup of it was just uh, an interesting process to when you don't have enough furniture but it needs to stand out and it needs to actually tie a room still together so that that was also like just interesting to see that, you know, on paper it looks always different than when it's actually in the house, right? Yeah. And then I think for me, always the adding plants to it, that in itself was also a challenge, which I know it's so beautiful to bring plant babies back in and nurture them and let them grow. And as I mentioned, we have the sunroom and they they would thrive in it. Um but it was like I went through like three or four rounds of within moves where I had to let go of like really thriving plants and I had to like give them to neighbors or friends. And it was just a, a really heartbreaking process to let go of my little plant babies. So it took me, I think it took almost like a year that I felt like, okay, I can maybe take on another round of taking care of these little things. And now since we're here for three years already, then... Um, it worked all out, but it's all these tiny little stuff that you think about. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and the plants look amazing, by the way. She has such a green thumb, and they're incredibly thriving again. And um, so that's added a lot of life to our house and makes the air cleaner and just is such a blessing to have so much green inside the home, which I think is important also for HSPs to bring nature indoors. And for me, one of one of the things that I place a lot of value on is the kitchen space. And I love building a pantry from scratch, getting the right size jars, the lids, and just making sure I have this beautifully curated space where I can put all of my nuts and seeds and grains and everything else that is important to me in um, the building blocks of a, a kitchen. So like Daniela having to let go of her plants over and over again with each consecutive move, I had to do the same with all my glass jars, which may seem trivial, but, you know, having to let go of those, gift them to people or bring them to a thrift store and purchasing them again or, you know, going through that whole process has been taxing. But, um, yeah, it, it just goes to show I have different needs in each location and different size jars or um, in a tiny home, there were only a certain number of jars that we could fit in the cabinets, and now we have a lot more space. So taking into consideration, you know, how much of everything you need, and in the kitchen also we we just have a minimal number of dishware. We have four plates, four 
sets of um, silverware. We don't have too many people over, and if we do, it's usually just another friend or two or a couple. So four has been a really uh, good number for us, I would say. And if we ever needed more furniture or more dishes or anything else, we can easily get a hold of that or have people bring their own, right? Yeah, you can always tell them to bring it over, which is also fun, seeing like what their dishware looks like. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of... um We toyed with like, okay, what we call it, what's your number in the kitchen? So we did settle on four. So we have four mugs, four plates, the silverware, all four. Um, and then if we actually bring, like I had that with a couple of mugs that I wanted to switch out, then it's literally like you bring one in, you take one out. So that It always stays four that it's, because otherwise it gets like totally cluttered and It works so well because you and I, we talked about it and we want to stay with that number. It feels very comfortable. I think that goes all the way into um, our bathroom with then towels. We just have uh, how many sets? Two sets. So it's like in each one of these major areas, it's just like, okay, what's your number? What do we want to stay with? And you can always buy more or exchange it. Same thing as uh, I think with our wardrobe where that's super curated um, And we switched that out with going through uh, to thrift stores. So if I buy an article, I actually need to bring an article with me to drop off at the thrift store as well so that the wardrobe number stays kind of the same. I, I don't have a count of like, I think it's like five jeans and maybe two, three sweaters for each of the seasons or something like that. But it definitely helps to to have that number. Absolutely. Yeah, I would encourage all of you to to really um, evaluate what that number is for you in, in different areas of your home. Talk to your family members or whoever you might live with and just take a closer look at, at what it is you have and see if you can cycle things in and out the way we've described. It's not an overnight process. This has taken years and years, almost a decade, to settle on what feels ideal for each of our needs. And of course, if we move somewhere else that number could change again or if there was an additional person in our household that would affect things as well so it's just a matter of seeing where you're at and getting comfortable with with what you have and um yeah I, I loved how there's been some discussion about capsule wardrobes in the group so that's been a fun topic to watch you all unpack and we'll probably talk about that a bit more in the future about how we cycle through our wardrobe and put certain things away during the seasons we're not using them. Um, but yeah, that, that goes more into minimalism and this intentional simplicity we're talking about. Yeah, definitely. Especially like intentional minimalism, that's a, that's a great word. <laughs> also, I think like for us, it's downsizing, upsizing and uh, currently we're in right sizing so what's the right size what's even the right size of an apartment like do we need really 2,000 square feet like other people have with their homes or how about 300 square feet so we literally tried all of these scenarios we went house sitting on beautiful golf courses that had huge mansions and stuff and that was definitely too big yeah and then was, the 300 square feet like tiny home that we stayed in that was definitely too tiny <laughs> some of these bigger homes were a bit scary at night and we all had oh to my god yeah cuddle up in the same room upstairs because some of the bedrooms had too much glass and um 
So just really finding that comfort level of both size and security. And yeah, I think right now our place is maybe 900 square feet. Uh, we, th we think we can definitely go a little bit smaller if we needed to. But we'll talk in future episodes about ideal housing and what, what it is we're, um, we're looking for in the next place we might want to go to. So that's a bit of a feel for how we're living now. And it's a bit what, what our pod looks like, if you can envision it. And I think you've seen a few photos. But um, yeah, I hope, I hope some of that resonates with you all. And um, do you want to yeah wrap us up here. i think yes that's a wrap for today's episode and we're just leaving you with the question where are you currently in your journey are you upsizing downsizing right sizing or even left sizing i know that doesn't <laughs> exist but um cute we want to leave you with that for today so thanks again for stopping by our little peapod for listening in and also thank you for yeah. being here with me and yeah, we're talking about this lovely subject. So appreciate all of you and uh, for your continued support. It really uh, means a lot to us. So thank you, and we'll see you next time. Next time. Bye. Thank you again for listening to the HSP pod today. It really meant the world to us to have you here. And if you think there are other HSPs in your life that could benefit from our message, we really encourage you to share and to help grow this community. And by doing so, we can all shine our lights more brightly. 